Tommy. 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 Welcome back. Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. This is the Bass Buzz segment of the show. I'm Pat Renwick. And on the Skype machine right now, <laughs> one of my faves, one of my faves, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tommy Sanders joins the show. Yeah. Hi, gang. Hi, Pat. What's up, Tommy? What's going on? Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. And we can hear you loud and clear. Good. You sound exactly like Tommy Sanders. Do I sound smooth and professional? Yeah, absolutely you do, man. Absolutely you do. And and Tommy, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna get the ass kissing out of the way right away. Okay? Because it didn't take long. I, I wanna tell you. I wanna tell you right now, dude. Um I've been I've been watching you, reading your file for years, dude. And I don't mean that in a creepy way. I've been well, <laughs> Either way's fine. <laughs> but when when I kinda said I want to do something in the bass fishing media if this if this is what you call something you know doing a I'm, I'm really I'm really succeeding Tommy because I went from a shitty AM radio station to a shitty web show so now I'm I'm, I'm doing really good but we're all I, we're all making a similar transition yeah. Yeah. so I you know I just want to say dude I admired it hell out of you dude and what you do and how smooth you are dude how well smooth thank you, thank are, you kindly pat that's, that's so nice of you i do appreciate that. and i and i mean that sincerely <laughs> I, I, mean, I wasn't expecting that yeah i mean it sincerely and yeah you know so i think that what we should do tonight tommy is um is let's treat this as like a um a vh1 behind the music special okay yeah okay now i'm just gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna inform our viewers here um a little bit about some unknown facts about you, okay? Yeah, I, okay. I, I, and then and then and then you pick it up from there, okay? I'm I'm going to give you a little a little intro. Well, what you might not know is that is Tommy was was abandoned as an infant and raised by a pack of wolves uh, in the South Pacific Islands. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which are full of wolves, crawling. Yes. With wolves. There's wolves abounding. There's wolves abounding there. <laughs> Absolutely, there's wolves abounding. Um, Then you were rescued by a Vietnamese immigrant family and brought to the Bronx, New York. The Wongs, yes. Into the Bronx, where you were forced to work in a plus-size women's undergarment sweatshop. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as a young child by by this Vietnamese family. Uh, In your later years, in your teen years, you were again... Forced to join a teenage underground fight club. <laughs> yes. You might, yes. You might not know this True. about Tommy Sanders. My question to you, Tommy, is when you, were, when you just got the brakes beat out of you in that fight club and you're laying on the ground looking up into the stars, did you ever think that you would be an outdoor fishing dude like you are for 26 years? As I lay in the gutter, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. So, you know, there's one thing I could do here, and that, that's become an outdoor TV fishing host. You know, not actually just an outdoor host. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah, yeah, you're right on the money, Pat. Once again, <laughs> you know, you nailed it. You nailed it. I, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I'm practiced at the art. You know what I'm saying, Tom? <laughs> exactly. You, you know what I'm saying. But, I mean, really, in all seriousness, 26 years, that is a sprawling career. That is a sprawling career. I mean, you're, you're an educated man. What's your major? Tommy, 
I, I will tell you, Pat, and this is the, this is actually the truth. This is not a flight of fancy here. Yes, I, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> flight of but that fancy. That was a good one. I'm, Thank I'm you. Telling you that, Pat. No, I was a theater major. A theater major. A theater major. You talk about a prerequisite to unemployment. Yeah. You talk about somebody that's lucky to have had any job, not a not multiple jobs in the past few years. A theater major. Okay, so I mean that could um, that could bring out. Uh, the, the 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 way that you're so well poised in how you speak on the air, right? I mean, the theater major. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't you don't really get to you know you're 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 able to transport yourself to a different reality. You have to be able to pontificate properly. Some of that too. Yes. Throw yeah. some of that in there. So a theater major. So what the hell brought you into the outdoor world? How did this happen? Well, I'll tell you the the the, the fact of the matter is. No, I, I always. I mean, my family. I grew up in a little town in Arkansas. Everybody's, you know, fishing and hunting all the time, and you know, camping out half the time and spend the night, you know, on the ground a lot of the time. And, and I, I grew up in, uh, you know, got, was a theater major, and I, I went through. I, I worked in television for a while, and I and I continued to do freelance television while I opened an audio studio downtown in Little Rock, which is right around the corner from Jerry McInnes's JM Productions. Ah. One time, yeah. So one day they picked up the phone call that we need a guy to do a voiceover for us who's not one of us. We need a different voice. And I said, uh, well, I just might know someone who could help me out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I went over there and, and uh, you know, just struck up a, a really fast friendship with all these people who were so talented and everything like that. And it's, uh, I was very lucky. I, I just happened to pick up the phone at the right time. Really. Right place at the right time. Exactly. That's an American dream right there. No doubt, because no doubt. you got a pretty cool job, Tommy. You got yes, a pre- you got a pretty cool job. Where are you at right now? If I now? ever had to get a real job, I'm going to be plenty pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy to work at Walmart. I'm going to tell you. Oh, I, I can imagine. I, I know. Hey, are you in your man cave right now? Is that Tommy? Well, this, yeah. This is this is kind of what passes for the man cave here. It's it's, a, it's somewhat manly. That's the, that's the, that's the Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Sanders office. Hey, like pan your computer around a little, can you, or is that going to mess up some wires? No, I, I think I can. Let me. You know, I got I got a bunch of computers. I'll show you one thing that, that proves the status as a man cave. Can you? Can you hang with me on this? Yeah, absolutely. Impressive thumb right, right I there. Just, I just want to show you a painting I got on. A painting I have on the wall. It's been here for years. Can you see that? Sputnik. <laughs> Sputnik Monroe. Very baby. nice. Who, who else do you know has got a Sputnik Monroe painting? <laughs> that, that, that is awesome. That is yeah. absolutely awesome, man. That's, 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 that's Rembrandt did that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, uh, what's, or, or what's that guy's name? Andy Warhol, maybe. Andy Warhol might have done it. That, uh, could, that could be a Warhol. <laughs> hey, I want to uh, I want to introduce you uh, to my posse here. Okay. Yes, I can see I can see him partially. Okay, th- this is Dale Bowman right here. He's hey, the Dale. outdoor writer for the Chicago Sun Times. Your Dale. Your Hi. buddy your buddy Mark Zona Hi, calls him Uncle Dale. Okay. Yeah, this All is right. Uncle Dale right here. Uh, over to my left is the Southside Smallmouth Samurai. This is Bobby Bergren, and you know Bobby Bergren. You've met yes, Bobby yes, before. Yes, yes, yes. I've, I've we, talked to Bobby before. Yeah, we've Pleasure hung, to talk to you again, Tom. Yeah, we've hung, good to, we hung good out. Good to hear from you, Bobby. I can see your right shoulder. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> and, <laughs> there and, he is. Oh, there he is, yes. And you got to meet the— Hand and handsome as always. <laughs> that's Bobby. And you got to meet the newest member of our posse over here. This is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come on over here, Ryan, because there's no oh, way I'm not gonna move. That. We're not that high tech, you know. You know what, what did you, 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 you screw the camera into the <laughs> into the sheetrock. Right. We don't have a camera guy. 
We got, what, what sheetrock? Uh, yeah, the cinder block I'm in. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> we put too much money into everything else. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But Tommy, you know, let's get into the bass fishing here a little bit. Sure. Um, you've seen a lot of changes in bass fishing over the years as being a commentator for for BASS, and you started off on FLW. Right. Uh, Got you. And, uh, and you've seen a lot of changes over the years. Uh, what's the biggest change that you've seen in bass fishing? Let's say just let's go over the past five years as far as the way bass fishing is covered. As the way it's covered? Yeah, let's talk about how it's covered. The biggest change is, is what we started last year was, was being able to cover it live, which has always been the dream. You know, that we never thought would come true because, you know, you think of a, a covering a sports event. Basketball game, fine. You bring four cameras inside a gym, set them up, and you got to cover. Bass fishing can be over a, a, a hundred mile long lake. And uh, last year we started. There's a technology that enabled us to put a card on the camera that sends the, the signal from the camera back to us in the studio in real time in high definition. And and now we can you know just sit there and and, and punch the the switcher just like someone doing a basketball game. You know we can we can cut from angler to angler and. You know, we just never thought it would be possible, and all of a sudden the technology bloomed, and there it was in our laps. And we love it. We absolutely love oh. it, as I'm sure most fans do. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, and it's come a long way. I mean, the first time I think I remember a huge change, uh, you know, and this is probably going back 16 years or so, is the helicopters getting the footage. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. and it think, always looked great. And, yeah. now, and now you don't even use helicopters. We use drones. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and you know, back then it was like, here's Gary Klein going, oh, shit, here comes the helicopter again. <laughs> you know, and he's, and he's flipping on the Mississippi River in, in 18 inches of water and it's blowing, right, it's right. blowing it's two footers. Yeah. It's blowing two footers everywhere. But I mean, it's constantly a progressing sport. And, and I think, you know, you being involved firsthand in it, day in and day out as far as covering it, you see not only the progression of the coverage, but the progression of the anglers themselves, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, uh, the you know, you, you talk to any, I mean, my opinion doesn't count for as much as someone like, like uh, Kevin Van Dam or you ask any of these guys how much better they are, how much fully formed they are when they get out there and fish their first professional bass fishing tournament, how much they know versus what this, this person from the same circumstances would have known 15 years ago or, or 10 years ago. I mean, the, the Internet <clears throat> and, and just television, the, the explosion of television. There used to be, you know, everyone had a syndicated couple of fishing shows on when I was a kid, you know, on television. Yeah. Now there's like five networks devoted to the outdoors. <laughs> I mean, there's just a, the amount of, of information is mind-boggling. I don't, I don't know how anybody could digest it all, but it's certainly given – Anyone who wants to dig into it as much as they want to bite off. It's absolutely nuts. And, and, and I ask you that question, and it's kind of been a common theme um, amongst the anglers that we've, we've had in the past few weeks. We had Van Dam last week and Hackney the week before, uh, Jeff Creed, I believe, the week before, and every yeah. one of them said the same thing. The competition is so fierce. And I ask you that, uh, to you, you to reiterate on that, just because... I want people to know that that's how good these guys are. They are that good. Because you get a lot of people out there that are like, oh, man, you know, put those guys on my lake and I'll catch more fish than them, man. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is throw that little, uh, that little weightless worm up on the bank. Boom, boom, chank, chank, bam, that thing down. Throw that little cricket. Yeah, throwing that cricket up in there. 
it ain't like that. These guys are that good. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people in this world. You're one of them, Pat. All three of you guys are who can catch them. But finding them, you know, and That's getting the on deal. and staying on them over the course of four days is, is the real challenge. And, and, and you know, there's the, they call it the Elite Series because these guys we're talking about now are the elite at, at doing just that. They, they absolutely I mean, are. And, and, you know, when you're talking about uh, it's, it's four days, like you said, four days. All right? That, that's grueling. It's, I mean, it's absolutely grueling. These guys are wrecked at the end of four days, are they not? You see it. You see behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, it's eight, it's eight hours a day. You know, they're wrecked. Our camera people are wrecked. Everybody's wrecked. You're wrecked. End of four days, especially the last one on Lake Texoma, where it was, you know, the water temperature was in the mid-80s. The air temperature was in the, you know, the the feels like, or the the real, the, the, the uh, what, I don't know, heat index was in the hundreds, you know. It's just, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a chore. I mean, it's they do it gladly and willingly, but it is it is physically demanding. Yeah, but it's still a great job. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> it's still an awesome job. And speaking of jobs, you're getting ready. You're going to uh, Lake Kajagugu tomorrow, right? I mean, absolutely, one of the Fanger Lakes, as we call them in Arkansas. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful. I, I wish I was. I'd I like to be going there. That's a beautiful place to be in the summertime. The temperature's perfect. The, the the lake's full of fish, and the fishing is. You know, you can fish a number of different ways that's going to be a great tournament yeah i I think they're going to wreck them everybody's always sandbagging before the tournament you know it's not like it was it's not that good but it happens every time and somebody wrecks them somebody wrecks them hey i'm and our buddy zona says hey they're they're gonna the numbers are gonna double up this time around i mean you know the last time we were there in august this time uh going there in june he says it's gonna be a numbers deal it's it's going to be crazy. Hey, we're right up against the break, Tommy. You uh, you want to stick around a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll come back with another Tommy Sanders segment, if you will permit it. I would absolutely permit it because I want to get <laughs> inside the filming of Bassmaster. That's what I want to hear about <laughs> behind the scenes, dude. Hey, this is Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz segment. I'm Pat Renwick, and we will be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Catch you in a minute. Welcome back. Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz segment. I'm Pat Remwick, and live on the Skype right now, host of the Bassmasters television series, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tommy Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Howdy. They love you here, Tommy. Do you hear him? The crowd is going Huge nuts. Live audience yet again. Yeah, I got circus midgets and animals and fat ladies. I got all kinds of stuff going on. Well, here. everybody's got that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, know <what> I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Tommy. You're getting ready to go to uh, Cayuga. When are you leaving tomorrow? I'm not leaving. Here's oh. the. You want to go back and behind the scenes on the way we do the Bassmasters now? Oh, yes, absolutely. Here's, I do. Yeah. Here's the way it goes. Yeah, talk to me. All the camera guys go up there, and a, a technical team goes up there. The guys who feed the pictures. We sit in the studio in Little Rock where we do the studio parts of the Bassmasters TV show. And we show up at 6 in the morning and we start rolling. And on our screens that we're watching and in the truck, they're looking at all the live cameras from Cayuga. So we are sitting there. 
we stay in Little Rock so we can keep our graphics people there and, and you know, all, all the technical people, the engineers and the, the people who, uh, you know, maintain the sets and the lighting and everything like that. And we do that. We do it live. Zona and myself are in Little Rock. And while the action goes on in Cayuga, and we watch it in real time, and we, we bring it to you in real time. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Zona didn't tell us that. Yeah, he was making I it seem. I think seem, he was sandbagging. Oh, he's, so, oh, he's like, oh, it's so hard. We got to get up, and we're at the lake, <laughs> and uh, all kinds of stuff, and then they don't... Karen's not making me chili and stuff like that. All kinds of stuff. Well, no, she's not. No, it is a hardship for him because he has to come to Little Rock, you know, instead of going to where they're. He'd probably rather go to Cayuga than come to Little Rock. Yeah, you know, he would. For me, Tommy, it's, it's easy. It's a ten-minute drive. Is, <laughs> is that different? Is that a different uh, setup than before? Since the live, then what, yes, before it is. were you now, on? Now before, were you on we location? Would go, yeah, before we would go to the event, me and Zona, and stay there for the whole thing, do some interviews after the taping and everything like that after the weigh-in and and do a, a thing we called uh, uh hooked up you know a live show from the from the uh, arena there and everything right. but uh yes that's it's, it's different from the way it used to be that's that and that's the way it's different that's genius too i mean uh, that's that that's the that's the magic of jm associates right there well that's it that's the technology that allows us to do it whoever invented that stuff's pretty dang smarter than i am for sure is it a pretty gr- grueling week for you uh at the studios then tommy i mean you, you're oh you, you, well other than being on the air for six hours straight i mean there's only one other tv outfit that stays on the air with the same people for six hours <laughs> It's not even on anymore. It was used to be called the Jerry Lewis MDA telephone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Things get a little screwy after hey, lady. About four hours on the air. Lady, there's all yeah. kinds of great stuff going. Go on. Go and deal with the thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so bring us through a typical day. You know, it's six hours. All right, so you're 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 getting up and you're heading to the studio in Little Rock. Now yep. you're at the studio. Uh, you're 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 yippity yapping. You're covering the stuff. You're watching the you're watching the monitors. You're seeing what's going on. Uh, t- tell me tell me some little more behind the scenes stuff. Like what's what do you guys what do you guys survive on? What does your diet consist of? Well, coffee, of course. Lots of coffee. The main thing. Uh, uh, cashews and peanuts. Cashews. And the most horrible thing of all is is possibly the worst invention for human health ever invented. It's Bacon jerky. Bacon jerky. Ooh. You ever had bacon jerky? I love it. It's oh phenomenal. God. It's nasty. It's, it's, and, no, and, it's and absolutely. You cannot stop eating it. It's exactly what you crave when you're sitting there at the time when you'd normally be eating breakfast, but you're having to talk for X number of hours about bass fishing. On so your you're, li- you're, you're, you're eating a healthy uh, a healthy. Lifestyle. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you and, you and, uh, and Zona are just uh, gluttonizing on bacon jerky. That's that's kind of yeah. That's 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 the ugly truth. You, you, and, and I don't know if you wanted to get that far behind the scenes. No, yeah. I did. I did. I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. I absolutely did. And, and and I know that you know after six hours and how many days in a row is that then? So I mean at the tournament we, we do three day. three days in a row. This week we'll do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll come on the air at six thirty your time, Central Time, uh, seven thirty Eastern, and then go till twelve thirty. So do you take the clips that you are doing live throughout the week? And make the Bassmasters television yes. show out of those clips. Yes, those cameras that are out there doing the live show also have tape inside them or discs, and they're recording everything that they're seeing. They bring that all back to the studio, and then it's assembled into that melted down, you know, con- condensed one hour program, the Bassmasters that you've been seeing on TV all these years. Yeah, and and uh, and and basically, that's if you had to, to guess. How many hours of footage is there for these guys to go through? 
I mean, I, I know you're saying four days, well, or, but like, let's say I mean, f- the first two days, it's four cameras shooting eight hours a day. So there's uh, there's 36 hours of footage they have to go to. The, the last day, there's five cameras. Uh, uh, let's see, four four cameras. Yeah, that's 36 a day. So so there's. Uh, Gosh, I can't even add now. It's it's uh, seventy two hours plus plus the last day. There's five cameras shooting eight hours a day. So there's there's with another forty. So somewhere in the neighbor neighborhood of uh, you know 110, 115 hours that they have to go through and make it down in one hour. That that's amazing, wow. right there. That's ap- absolutely amazing. That all that footage into a one hour show. And I wish the Bassmaster show was was two hours. Like oh, I do too. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. It, it would some some well, some tournaments would could be a good four hour show. Some tournaments would be better off as a thirty minute show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know, the one a lot of replays, a lot of replays, yeah, a lot right? of replays, a lot of replays. And I texted Jerry before, or I should say, I called him because he's not the best texter in the world. But no, but, he's not being the text. But first of all, he broke a couple prom- <laughs> he broke a couple promises to me. Okay, Uh-oh. I yeah, I asked for I asked for a four hour Bassmaster episode. Okay, I, I didn't get it, and I also said that you okayed to have babes on the boat as cheerleaders. Remember, we talked about this time. We did, we yeah, did. Yeah, and, and, you know, and and yeah, I know. I I wondered what happened to that too. I thought maybe you had backed off. No, J- Jerry put the kabooch on it. Okay. Yeah, wow. he was like, "It's not going to happen." So, can you talk to him again? Oh, I'll try again. Yeah. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah, just like yeah, the yeah. just like Tommy's old barroom days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can scarcely remember. That. So, so Tommy, you you are an avid outdoorsman too, and not a lot of people realize that about you. I know, uh, I know that when you get a chance, you do like to do some fishing. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I don't I don't get to fish a whole lot, but uh, yeah, I, I go to a place. There's a couple of places I go around here in Little Rock there, but. Uh, uh, another place is down in the Washita Mountains, not far from here. A place called Lake Greason that that uh, I fished on for forty years, and it's just a kind of an uncrowded sort of high high reservoir. A lot of spotted bass. You know, you can have a lot of fun in the summertime. Catch them, catch some good crappie too. I love crappie fishing and and, and uh, brim fishing or bluegill, as you guys call it. Up there. Sure, we we call them brims too. We, Do you really? Oh yeah, I, Indiana. No, we don't. What's what's the brim versus bluegill line? Where is that? I, I don't Indiana? know. We, most people call them bluegill, but I lived in the South for too long, so I call them brims. Good for you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. I know you like to have a kindred spirit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a wandering spirit, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you uh, you like to fish for the trout in the streams too, don't you? Do that. Do some of that. Get get to go on one really nice trout fishing trip. Usually every every year or, or, or off year, and uh, I, I fully enjoy it. I love watching old trout chase a little white streamer and stuff like that. Nice, know? nice. Yeah. yeah. So you do you do get out there. What do you like to do, Tommy? What's your what's your hobby? What's your passion when you're at home? What's the passion? You know, I, I like to go and tromp around places I've never been before. I just I just like seeing places I've never seen before. I don't care whether you know it's how far back in the woods or or how close to town it is. I like just kind of kind of kicking around and you know and just uh, you know taking a look, walking over the, the the countryside, going on a little hike. Yeah, you ever yeah, go yeah. ginsenging? You ever go try and catch some sang? No, no ginseng. No, no. I wouldn't know how to ginseng. I certainly can't find a morel mushroom, so I'm sure I'd strike out a ginseng. We actually have a morel mushroom expert on later on in the show. Oh, really? Yes, we do. Yeah, he's he's uh, on our stalwart section with Dale Are you Bowman. doing a trade-out with him, or are you getting a whole big bag of him? <laughs> yeah, I bet the police dogs are here, so we're kind of in trouble after that. <laughs> but, but no, he does... He does uh, 
get these. He he won't give up his spots. You know how those guys are. Sure. You know they're just like guys with the with the juice bass spots. They're not going to give up the juice. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, the, those morels are well sought out after here, and they're delicious. They're absolutely. Oh, they delicious. are. They're wonderful. And, and you know the, you know how it goes. I mean, you and I, he could take you to those spots. Me and you, and we'd still stare at the ground for thirty minutes and not be able to see. Yeah, it. that's that's the truth. That's like the ginseng. That's like. Oh, is that the way it is with the ginseng? Yeah, like when you go singing. That's the whole thing, and it, and it's a, it's a thousand dollars a pound they get for that stuff. Really, a thousand dollars a pound, Tommy. Too bad I would suck at that too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they have it up in the mountains of Arkansas where you're from. I, yeah, they do. And you know another thing, they go to they kick around looking for crystals up here. There's a giant. There's a giant. You know, tracts of tracts of land that are just full of these crystals that people dig up and pull out of them. And for those of you that are watching and don't know what crystals are, that is what they call white castles in the South. <laughs> that is crystal burgers, no, no, no. <laughs> right? Isn't that what it is? No, it's the octagonal stone that you find in the ground. Ah, yes, the octagonal stone. Well, I'll, I'll send used for time travel. You'll, you'll send us some. Excellent, excellent, yeah, excellent. Yeah. They allow we, you to time travel. Did you know that? <laughs> we, we would love that. Well, I was going to tell you, we come visit you, and when you come to Wisconsin. But you're not even going to be there this year with the Bassmasters. No, no. You're no, going to be snuggled be up in your little onesie over at the uh, at, at the <laughs> li- right. at, at the Little Rock. That's right. With a thermos <laughs> full of uh, full of oval tea. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. Hey, let's get back to the bass fishing. Uh, in your opinion, who is the most underrated fisherman on the Elite Series? You get to watch all these guys. Who's the most underrated? Gosh, the most underrated. Yeah. Hmm. You know, every name I come up with, they've, they've popped up and, and, and nabbed a win in the past few years. The most underrated, you know, um, gosh, let me think about that. Next question. Please. Okay. I, I, I played stump the Sanders. Did no, you see that yeah. right there? Let's, That's right. You did stump me. You I, did stump I stumped me. the Sanders. I mean, you, you I, know, I, I tell you, Brandon Card, who made a run at, at Greg Hackney there, has, has been is a pretty strong guy who can pop up and win a tournament and will pop up and win a tournament sometime. He's the most, he comes to mind because he did such a great job on the final day there at, uh, at Bass Fest on Lake Texoma. But uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's underrated, you know, guy came out of the college ranks and everything like that. Bill Lowen. I mean, do you think Bill Lowen's underrated? I think Bill Lowen's a terrific fisherman. He's, he's a phenomenal fisherman and uh, he's a friend of the show here. Bill's been, he's an Indiana boy, just like us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but that dude is a stick. Flat oh, out okay. phenomenal. The, he's the turtle. And he keeps getting better. Yeah, he, he really does. He, he's progressing uh, immensely in the sport. And, and one of these days, he's going to knock it out. Now, you hear a lot of times, Tommy, that this guy's due for a win. This guy's due for a win. He's paid his dues. Do you, do you believe that? Do you think that that's the deal? You know, it's, just, it's, it's like the thing you, you flip a coin – 50 times and it comes up heads, the chances of it coming up tails the next time are still 50%. You know, a lot of things have to fall into place, you know, for you to win a tournament. You can be due. I mean, you can be statistically due and never, ever win a tournament. You know, it's just the competition is that tough. And, and, and you know, thing you I, – I hate it when someone says someone got lucky to win a tournament, but you do have to have fortune smile on you in a few – dimensions a few departments of, of the tournament in order to win the thing i mean you can fish great your entire life and, and nowadays and not win a tournament yeah the the elements do need to be aligned i mean there's no there's no True. doubt about it it's almost True. you have to have a flawless event in order to uh in order to win and we saw hackney uh well uh, a week before last at the bass fest and 
he had some missed opportunities. Uh, but oh, he missed two big ones to start his day on the list. Yeah, and and, and the dude still prevails. That would have crushed me, Tommy. That would have crushed me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought you'd have thought. Here's my window. Yeah, and, and you know that's uh, Rick Klund was able to close the deal. You know, the first tournament of the year, but uh, nobody still Hackney just never stopped flipping that jig, and he and he covered more water than anybody else, and he caught more fish than anybody. Else. Dude is a beast. He is he a is. flat out beast, man. He is. He is a flat-out beast, and I wouldn't want to call him underrated by any means because everyone knows he's a phenomenal angler, but I don't think people actually realize just how good of a fisherman he is, that Hackney is. Not only just a bass fisherman, but the dude, you know how some guys, and you've been around enough of them, you could tell a natural fisherman when you meet one, just somebody who's got it. And then there's somebody who really has to work at it. And not saying that Hackney doesn't have to work at it, but boy, doesn't it come natural to him, man. It comes yeah, natural. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, you look at him, Todd Fairclaw, same sort of thing, you know. Uh, it's just, yeah, you're right. I know exactly what you're talking about, Pat. It, it is a, you know, a, a tendency to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and not to blow up and start running around and doing other things when things go bad for a few minutes. It's almost like, again, becoming, you know, becoming one with the universe, with the bass universe. Exactly. You know, like, look, like, like Kalan used to be back in the day. Sure. I, I mean, remember, like... And still is sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, he still is. Yeah. And remember, uh, like, 2000, the year 2000, um, you were covering FLW at the time with Jerry. Yep. And remember the the run that Rick Klun went on in the FLW? Uh, oh. oh, Yeah. I mean, he won one in Mississippi, one on one on, on that lake there, and, and had the great run, and just you know, and this and, and and he at the time was considered to be a guy who was possibly past his prime or over the hill or something like that. That was twenty years ago, dude. <laughs> that guy was just beaming. He was on another planet at that time. You could not touch him. You could yeah. not touch him. And 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 because of the the way they did the weights. He actually didn't win a few tournaments where he probably should have won a, a few yeah, tournaments. Yeah. But, but I mean, that, that's, that's the example of somebody just being completely, completely natural as a fisherman. Now, hey, Tommy, uh, uh, we're, 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 get, we're getting low on the clock here, but a mutual, okay. a mutual friend of ours, okay, a mutual friend of ours um, had asked me to do a little something with you here. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up on my phone real quick, okay, just so I can refresh myself here and refresh my phone. But, Tommy, I'd like to, I'd like to sing a little duet with you, okay? Sure. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and I, know, I know you know this artist, and I know, uh, I know, that, uh, I know that he's a favorite of yours, and it's, it's got a little warm place in your heart right here. Okay. So, I'm, so I'm game. I'm game, Pat. Good, me. good, excellent. I'm glad. I know you're a good sport, Tom. So I now I, what I'll do is I'll do the first. I'm and I'm going in. I, and I'm kind of testing you a little bit too because I'm going into the obscure section of the song, and I'm going to do the first half of the verse, and then I'd like you to pick it up with the second half. Is that cool? God willing, we'll make it happen. Okay. Now, now for, forgive my. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to try and do this the best that I can, and you just do the same, Tommy. Okay. <laughs> I promise. Okay, you ready? Ready? Here it goes. Well, the morning comes and you're still with her And the bus and tourists are all gone And you've thrown away your choice You've lost your ticket, so you have to stay on In the year of the cat Yes! Al Stork! Yes! Tommy Sanders, right there! 
Nailed it. That's Tommy Sanders doing a little Al Stewart. You're the cat. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Zona put me up to that, right? Oh yeah, I, I, was, I just couldn't imagine who that. Yeah, was. I mean, it, it was absurd, but I loved it. It was absolutely <laughs> absurd. <laughs> uh, we, 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 you know, we'll, we'll do some Rick Astley next time. <laughs> never, never gonna give you up. <laughs> right, how about? No, he's on it. How about a little stepping out? Exactly, yeah. Give yeah. me a lyric from Stepping Out. Stepping Out. Joe Jackson? Yeah, Joe Jackson. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I'm a terrible at lyrics. You remember them though, Pat. Oh, yeah, I do. Stepping Out. Stepping Out. <laughs> and speaking it of Stepping Out, Tommy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is it right there. Tommy. You dress in pink and blue just like a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing right now. Hey, Tommy, I, I need to ask you one more little favor before yes, you sir. go. Okay, now, you, you, on the Bass Buzz Radio Show, you, you created us some special moments uh, as, far as, the, as far as giving us a little overture. Could you give us a little bit of, um, could you give us a little bit of uh, a Tommy Sanders overture to describe the Stray Cast outdoor oh, cartoon television okay. show? Please. Yes, yes. They assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible for the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray Casts is on the air. Dude, that was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I'm scared. I'm actually scared a little. I am too. Yeah, I'm impressed. You scared the shit out of me, Tommy. I'm not going to. That was awesome. I'm not going to. Mission accomplished. I thought you were going to pull out a giant axe and behead me through the sky (laughs) or something like that. But hey, Tommy, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We'd love to have you again sometime. Well, thank you, Pat. I, I appreciate the invite any old time, you know. This is a, a, any, anytime you want, we'll do her. Awesome. I, hey, and, uh, and good luck uh, slaving away at Kawaija, where you're not going. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> I, I'll be the man who wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that David Bowie? Yeah, no, that was, uh, what was oh. it? Alfred Hitchcock or something. Oh, right? the man who wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, David Bowie was the man who stole the earth or right. something. The man who fell to earth. Yeah, yeah, he did, actually. The man who sold the world. That's the, it. the man who sold the world and also sold you that painting that is in your man cave right there. <laughs> Button <Butnett> Monroe, baby. <laughs> Check it out. Tommy, thanks again. Take care, man. Adios, amigo. That was Tommy Sanders, host of the Bassmaster television series. That concludes the Bass Buzz segment. I'm Pat Renwick. 